0: Welcome to the Art of Successful Living. My name is Joanne Williams. This podcast is about learning how to overcome personal difficulties, make better choices, and cultivate a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. Today, we're going to be taking a look at Joseph who I think is often forgotten about in this Christmas scenario as we continue our series, The Birth of Christ Through the Eyes of Mary, Joseph, Anna, and Simeon. And today we're going to be looking at, um, as I said before, we're going to be looking through the eyes of Joseph, Mary's husband. Our scripture is coming from Matthew chapter one, verses 18 through 25. And um, I'm going to be reading from the NLT, the New Living Translation version. So the birth of Jesus Christ, the Messiah. This is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph to whom she was engaged was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the marriage engagement quietly. I'm sorry. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. I don't want to be adding anything to the word of God. Anyway, verse 20, as he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, The virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph, when Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. But he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born and Joseph named him Jesus. Praise God. So let's get into this. Mary was not only a virgin, she was betrothed to Joseph. And by Jewish custom, a betrothal signified more than an engagement in the modern sense. To be betrothed means to pledge to Mary or to be promised in marriage to become engaged. Furthermore, in those days, it described a legally binding arrangement, unlike the sense of engagement we have today. If it was dissolved uh, before the marriage ceremony, it could be dissolved only by divorce. A Hebrew marriage involved two stages. The Kedushin, and hopefully I'm pronouncing that right, is the was the um, betrothal part. And the Hupa, I guess that's the way it's pronounced, uh, was the marriage ceremony. So the marriage was almost always arranged by the families of the bride and groom, and often without even consulting them. A contract was made and was sealed by payment of, of what they call the mohar or the dowry or bride price, which was paid by the groom or his family to the father of the bride. The mohar served to compensate the father for wedding expenses, also the loss of a worker in his home, and to provide a type of insurance for the bride in the event the groom became dissatisfied and divorced her before the marriage ceremony. Now, this marriage contract was considered binding as soon as it was made, and the man and woman were considered legally married. Insofar as uh, the Virgin Mary and Joseph are concerned, there was a betrothal ceremony. Now, there was never any mention, however, of a subsequent wedding ceremony. And it was during this period of the betrothal that the angel appeared to Mary, Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. And it clearly stated, however, that the angel appeared to announce to Mary, her conception by the Holy Spirit before she had sexual relations with Joseph. And now this same angel also appeared to Joseph to tell him of the supernatural conception to his betrothed, which was Mary. Now, let's just stop right here and and let's just think about this. Talk about an unexpected surprise. Here is a man who has never been married before. He gets engaged. He has about a year to get his bride a house or build one because they got to have somewhere to live. So he he has a whole year because usually they would have the betrothal and then it would take about a year before they actually had the wedding ceremony. And so He's spending this year to get his money together because he also is going to have wedding expenses. In those days, the weddings would last at least seven days. Sometimes it could go on for months. But anyway, at least seven days. Now, he is faced with, you know, folks thinking that he knocked her up before the wedding night. Or that she was cheating on him with somebody else. Not to mention, he would have been walking into a ready-made family. So the Bible tells us straight out, Joseph is a righteous man. He's a man of faith. Because the thing is, um, and, and we find out that uh, the Bible tells us he's this righteous man or this man of faith in Matthew chapter 1, verse 19. It, it, the Bible says he's a just man. And because he and he also, not because, but he also uh did not desire to publicly defame Mary. Cause, see, if 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 he had did that thing publicly, they probably would have stoned her to death, you know, because that's the way things went in those days. So he had made up in his mind he's gonna put her away secretly. But then an angel appears to him in a dream while he's thinking on these things. The Bible says, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and the angel tells him the source of her pregnancy saying, Joseph, thou son of David. Now that's important because the beginning of uh, Matthew chapter one tells us of the lineage of of uh, Jesus. And it also mentions Joseph lineage. So he says, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee. Sorry about that, y'all. Fear not to take unto thee Mary, thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. The angel instructs Joseph in naming the child, he says, and she shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name Jesus. You know, in other words, you name him uh, Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. So even though he was, you know, he had made up in his mind to put her away privately, uh, the angel tells him. Do not be afraid, and we have to consider this in context because it refers not to the angel. He, the angel's not telling him, Don't be afraid of me. The angel is telling him, Do not be afraid, don't fear marrying Mary, who would begin to show her pregnancy before they were allowed to consummate their marriage. In other words, she would be showing. Before they even had the marriage ceremony. So, <clears throat> in other words, don't be afraid of the potential social stigma. Now, even though he has this dream, remember. Joseph would have been looking for the Messiah to come too, because he's a righteous man and he certainly would have known about the Jewish law and and, and he's a Jew. And so he would have known they all have uh, been believing for the Messiah to come back one day. Also, he's of the lineage of Father Abraham and of the lineage of King David. And like I said before, he could have stoned her to death, but he wants to settle the matter privately. And since she's already pregnant, he's going to have to wait at least a year before he can do anything sexually. In order to be with Mary, Joseph had to sacrifice his reputation and his wedding feast. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world, and everyone had to go to his own hometown to register. We find that in Luke chapter 2 verses 1 and also 3 and, and, uh, you know, the rest of the story. But anyway, that meant that each man must return to his ancestral hometown, the town from which his family had originally come. But the only way you could be sure about your ancestral hometown was to know your genealogy. So, of course, they know his genealogy, which is why Mary and Joseph had to travel from Nazareth to Bethlehem in the ninth month of her pregnancy. They had to make that long and dangerous journey because Bethlehem was Joseph's ancestral home. And the Bible also mentions that it will take place. His birth will take place in Bethlehem. A fact, you know, um, that Joseph's lineage, uh, you know, from knowing his genealogy uh, is from Bethlehem. So when she goes to when they get there. She goes to give birth. And then you have to think about the fact that there was no midwife, no hospital, no pain meds, no assistance, no instruction manuals, not even a home. So he has to help her birth that baby. I'm telling y'all, man, this dude is awesome. That's all I can say, because how many men would do that today? The Bible goes on to tell us nothing else of Joseph's life, except that uh, he takes the infant Jesus to the temple for dedication. Luke chapter two, verses 22 through 33. Then he takes Mary and Jesus into Egypt to protect him, to protect the baby from Herod's bloody edict, you know, to kill all the male childs uh, two and under. And and then he he when the angel speaks to him, he returns Matthew, chapter two, verses 13 through 23. And his um, taking his family to the Passover. Remember, he took his family to the Passover in Jerusalem when Jesus was 12. Luke, chapter two, verses 42 through 52. So we see we see these things about Joseph we but the thing is we don't know exactly the bible doesn't tell us when joseph died but it it had to be between um when jesus was a a child and before he began his public ministry so and and you know obviously it was before jesus crucifixion because from the cross jesus gave his mother into the care of john um Joseph, we can see from all of this that Joseph did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and he took Mary as his wife, which underscores his unerring obedience. I mean, this man is faithful. He's obedient. You know, he's righteous before God. Um, he's righteous before men in his behavior. Joseph was the earthly father of Jesus Christ, the son of God. He was, like I said, a, uh, a descendant of King David. He lived in Nazareth in Galilee, which was also mentioned in scripture. And, um, he, he went ahead and did what the angel said. And he married this virgin who gave birth to our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible doesn't tell us much about Joseph, but the glimpses into his character that we do have help us to conclude that he was a humble man who cared deeply about obeying God. Um, The Bible tells us that he was faithful to the law, Matthew chapter one, verse 19. We can also see that he had to be kind and self-sacrificing. Jesus himself, people often referred to Jesus as the carpenter's son, which suggested that Joseph worked as a carpenter or some other type of handyman, because the Greek word for carpenter could also be translated as a stonemason or metallurgist. I don't even know how to say that. Metallurgist? I don't know. Anyway, whatever Joseph's particular vocation was, it is evident that he worked hard to provide for his family. He did what he could to help Jesus grow in wisdom and stature. Joseph isn't mentioned in any of the stories of Jesus' adult ministry, while his mother is mentioned occasionally. The absence of Joseph in the stories of Jesus' ministry has led, you know, many to believe that he died when he was a young boy. We know enough to see that he was a humble man who faithfully obeyed God, honored others, took responsibility and worked hard to provide for his family. These are all godly characteristics that we should seek to replicate. The goal of this podcast is to influence Christian believers to lead successful or more successful Christian lives as we reflect on the love of God and the word of God. Join us every Wednesday and click that subscribe button so you can be notified when the next podcast comes out. Why are you at it? Spread the news to your family and friends to check out this podcast. Until next time, all my kings and queens, be blessed.